Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Today, we're welcoming back Emma Gannon, the best-selling author and brilliant podcast host of Control-Alt-Delete, to share her experiences on how to fight your inner critic, assuming you have one, like I definitely do. So, Emma, welcome back to the show. Tell me, what is the inner critic? So, the inner critic is part of our minds setup. We have so many different voices. We've got, like, the compassionate friend. We've got the decision maker. We've got the amygdala is it the one the way you're just like a lizard brain freaking out and then we've also got this inner critic which i don't know where it comes from but it is definitely there for a lot of us where we are self-doubting and we are criticizing and we are just thinking of ourselves in the third person in the worst possible way i kind of call it like my inner troll i'm like this is literally like the worst person on twitter just living in my brain for a bit So for me, yeah, it's just the voice that gets in the way. And most of the time, it's not even really telling the truth. Okay, so procrastination, jealousy, the inner critic, how do you think we can overcome such obstacles? Because everyone faces them, right? Or at least you and I hope everyone faces them so that we feel normal. Yeah, I think it's just noticing even what it is. I mean, it's just so helpful even just realising that it is just a bit of a tantrum, like it's just your brain being scared, being fearful, and the way it comes out is it's just trying to protect you. And I think this is the big thing about self-sabotage is it's not someone being a weak person or someone who can't handle life or someone that messes up their life. It's actually, it means you're just a compassionate person. It means that you're someone that cares deeply about life. My inner critic comes from one of my greatest strengths, I think, which is caring a lot I care about what people think I care about things I cry a lot like this is not a bad thing and I don't want to numb it out but I think when your inner critic starts getting in the way of your of your life and your success and your family then it's time to have a look at it and it's time to just poke around and see what's going on there and how you can quieten it down a bit I don't think you can completely get rid of it and that's sort of not the point it's just how how do you treat it as a thing in the room that you just need to kind of quieten a little bit. So there's a very famous quote, obviously, um, comparison is the thief of joy. As an author, an author, podcaster, and, you know, influencer in, in your own right, you've got this multi-hyphenate approach as well, where you've got these different platforms and different expressions of what you do and how you do it, which will then create different facets of different competitors and different comparisons and different things to compare, you know, yourself to in different industries. Do you think that in itself makes it harder for you or better for you in a sense of like being able to compare the irrationality of it? It's interesting because my inner critic doesn't actually come from comparing myself, which is maybe, I don't know if that's as relatable because I think a lot of people's inner critic comes exactly from comparison just like why would I bother doing that that person's already doing it mine just comes from it maybe it's an element of perfectionism when you're comparing yourself to yourself 
So I compare myself on a bad day to just me on a good day, which is still comparison, but it's not really to do with anyone else, which actually makes it harder to, to get over, I think. But I write about comparison a lot in the book because it, it can completely paralyze some people in, in getting to do what they want to do. And I think it's reframing it. And I don't know if you follow Seth Godin, but he's one of my favorite people. Uh, he's come on the podcast a few times. And listen to your episodes with him, yeah. Yeah, and he's really great. And he really just brings it right back to why are you doing it? Are you helping people? Are you bringing value to people? Because if you're not, then what is the motivation apart from that? Because if your motivation is, well, I want more followers than this person, then your inner critic will never, ever, ever quieten down. It, it will only quieten down, I think, when you are doing something where you know fundamentally that it aligns with this energy that you want to put out there, regardless if anyone sees it. Yeah, I mean, I think at the root of this, not to get too political or philosophical, but it's almost why money is always a terrible marker for success, because if that's what you want, you'll never be happy when you have it because someone will always have more than you. So if you're not able to actually appreciate what you've got and be happy with what you've got now, the more will never, ever make you happy anyway. It's interesting what you say about your perception on on comparing yourself to yourself, because when all is said and done, that is the right way to behave in life. You know, if you, again, crystallize all the self-help books down into one thing, it's, you know, of course, you know, being free of judgment from anyone, including of yourself would be lovely. But, you know, the first step is comparing yourself today to yourself yesterday, because that's how to develop a growth mindset and be clear about your direction of travel in life. But it's a catch-22, because as you're highlighting, you know, it's fraught with its own challenges as well. And that's the thing, as no thought necessarily is really, really awful if it's just a thought and then it leaves your body. It's when you get stuck on the thought and you re you rehearse it and you repeat it. And I think this is the difference is there's, no, there's nothing wrong with comparing yourself to yourself. But if your inner critic is so loud that you can't even go and sit at your laptop and start writing, for me, for example, then that's just when, when I need to work on that. Whereas if it's just like a little kind of self-doubt, which makes you a better person, I think that's really, really good. So to be honest, the book Sabotage is really about just getting to know the spectrum of this and just really getting to know yourself a bit better. But yeah, that is funny that you say that because I swear there's a Matthew McConaughey Oscars speech where he's talking about being a better man than he was yesterday and things like that. Like, it's definitely the way a lot of people live. How do we stop getting in our own way? You know, what are the steps to tackle the inner critic from what you've understood? Well, I interviewed a lot of experts in the book and... One that came up that I found really interesting was just knowing when to quit something. And that might sound a bit random, but it's really helped me. And I think sometimes we kind of push and push and push. And I think it's called the sunk cost fallacy when we just keep doing something that's not working. And it's probably like that Einstein quote that is, if you keep doing the same thing and over and over again, and you get the same result, then you're, you're crazy. So I just kind of, go with what's working. And if something is not working, I I just let it go. And I'm happy to uh, be a quitter. I think in society, we are too scared to quit things. And you, you absolutely can, you can quit things at any time. Yeah, that's always helped me. 
Love it. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, you know, my penultimate question is, do you actually think that the inner critic can ever be helpful? That's a very good question. Yeah, I think it probably can be helpful. I mean, the thing is with the inner critic is it is just fear and fear is helpful. You know, if you didn't have it, you would walk into oncoming traffic. It's definitely helpful. It's just keeping an eye on it is um, fundamental to me just living day to day. It's amazing how you can reshape your brain, isn't it? How you can, that you start doing something and you start creating a new habit and that you know all about this, obviously, but it is amazing to me how different I am years on from studying self-sabotage. You know, if someone wrote a mean comment to me, for example, a few years ago, I would read it and, and I would think that it was absolutely factually true. Now I would read that and I would just be so removed from it that it, it might be true, it might not be true, but it's not, it doesn't stick in the same way. And it's quite an amazing way to live because I think people can turn over negative comments in their mind for hours and hours and hours and can't get rid of them. And the minute you kind of do dabble in meditation and mindfulness and you learn to be slightly distant from the inner critic it's just it's really nice and it, it allows me to get more work done so what are your top three tips for managing or even dare i say it silencing your inner critic so the first tip would be to treat it like a four-year-old child which means when the thought comes in and you're being very critical of yourself treat it like a kid having a bit of a tantrum so be nice and be kind to it but don't necessarily listen to it or let it run the entire household. The second thing would be to work out what you're really thinking, which is really hard when it's floating around in your head. So I'm finding that journaling in the mornings again is is really good, especially during lockdown. I think writing by hand, it's connected to your mind in a totally different way than writing on your laptop. So if you're wanting to really figure out what's going on, I would really encourage you to kind of get your notepad out and then the third thing would be to ask yourself when you're having an inner critic moment just to simply ask yourself where did that come from and just kind of sit with that for a bit because it might be something that is sort of haunting you a little bit from maybe like your childhood or maybe someone at university said something weird to you or a friend said it and I think just investigating where the thought actually first originated can be really useful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how well you're feeding your brain, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain food to get your free score from one to 100 and start taking action from there. See you next week.